Welcome to episode 15 of the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. I am so excited to be here today. Today we are interviewing an amazing guest. Her name is Allison and she owns As You Wish Co. She is incredible. She is a personal assistant and an event planner. And really what she specializes in is really just helping her clients balance their own personal life and work life. So since she's so good at this, I thought, well, why not ask her how she balances her own work and personal life? And Allison has a ton of amazing things to say on the topic. So I don't want to take too long before diving into today's um, episode because it's just amazing. But before we do, I do want to take a moment to remind you guys to leave a review on this podcast. Reviews help this podcast get seen, and every single month, three of you guys will be winning coffee on me for leaving a review. And then also, if you like these episodes, please feel free to screenshot and share them uh, on your Instagram stories and tag tag me in them. You can also tag Allison in this episode if you really loved listening to her. So her information will be shared at the very end of this episode. Um, without further ado, let's get into our conversation. Welcome to the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. If you're anything like me, then you strive for us all to be honest with where we're at in our business rather than putting on a front. You can expect to hear about struggles and successes to everything in between from myself and others in business. I'm your host, Morgan, and through being honest with what I've struggled with, I'll be sharing practical tips on how to get out of your slumps and run the business of your dreams regardless of where you're at. Whether you're driving in your car or sipping coffee on your couch, I hope you find this information valuable. Let's hang out. Allison, thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing? Thank you so much, Morgan. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah. I know you've kind of had a, a busy day today so far. So we're, I'm so excited about our conversation, which is all about um, helping to balance personal and work life as a business owner. And I thought you would be such a great person to interview for this because you specialize in helping and helping others balance their life. So for you as a business owner, finding that balance, I just figured it would be such a great topic. So, but before we get into our topic for today, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone about you? What do you do for work? How did you get started? Dish all of the deets. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I started As You Wish Colorado about nine years ago, and essentially we focus on helping individuals and families and some corporate clients working on balancing their life, taking the items off of their to-do list while all encompassing keeping up with their you know, family life and their personal lives. So my, my previous um, jobs that led me to you know, start As You Wish, I was a personal assistant after college for an athlete and um, helped manage his schedule, which was more on the work schedule wise, but that led into his family life and his personal life, but also um, did a lot of his events and conferences which were in, based in Colorado. Um, after that, I worked for a family out of New York City and they had homes in Aspen as well as the Hamptons. So there's a lot of maintaining their homes, their vendors, their staff and their family lifestyle. And um, the woman I worked for was wonderful. Her name is Charlotte Moss. She's an interior designer. And at the time that I worked for her, she wrote a couple books on, you know, entertaining and lifestyle. And it just, you know, sort of launched into my career now, which is 
you know, a, a half and half, which I say as you wish is part, you know, personal assistant lifestyle management and the other half being the events and weddings that we do for clients. I love that. And I think your job would make a lot of people jealous. <laughs> you know, it's so fun. You get to like, you do so much for your clients from shopping for them to making sure that their move goes well to obviously planning weddings, which is how we got introduced through one of our clients whose wedding is next the next summer. Um, yes. So I think that's so fun. But um so thank you for sharing that. What is something about you that few people know? Oh, wow. You know, I, you know, and most people who know me, and you may even tell from my voice on this podcast, but I'm, I'm extremely outgoing. I love meeting new people. I love connecting people, networking, and, you know, be involved in the community and any sort of charities that time allows. I really do love, you know, something kind of funny. I was thinking about this the other day that no one would really know is that I used to I grew up playing the saxophone. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now we, you know, we love going to concerts and Red Rocks and whatnot. And I, you know, my dad was in a band in the seventies. And when we had to play, you know, instrument in grade school, he gave me a saxophone. I remember it was so heavy and I'm, I'm five foot tall. So <laughs> it was just quite comical looking back at me kind of getting this big saxophone on the bus and but I loved it and you know it was a good reason to bond with my dad and now it's just kind of my love of music still I still have that that's awesome do you still play or is it you know, just I yeah I unfortunately don't which I <laughs> you know I, I I've thought about it from time to time and it would be fun to get back into um but, you know, along along the lines of what we're speaking about today, it's sort of prioritizing, you know, what you have time for and what hobbies allow you to have and, you know, that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So to, um, since this is a Let's Be Honest About Business podcast, do you mind sharing your honest moment of the past week or maybe the past month? So something that you've maybe struggled with in business or have had to overcome? Sure. Um, you know, honestly... You know, being in this business, um, it's just, we're in and out of folks' homes quite a bit. You know, it's a very personal business of being a personal concierge because, you know, we oftentimes are in clients' homes. We know their kids. We know their family members. We have, you know, and it's just, you know, I have to have the best team. And I've, you know, two weeks ago, I, I hired someone new that's going to be helping out. And it's just, it's not a struggle, but it's for me just such a great, it's a feeling of, you know, making sure that they're on the same um, sort of page. So being in tune with like our operations manuals and what works for our As You Wish clientele along the lines of confidentiality and knowing when we can be in their space is really, you know, when we do have someone new come on board, it's just refreshing to keep that in mind that this is a very personal business. So, you know, just an instant last week, I was, you know, training my new team member and it was just, you know, just along the lines of the etiquette of, you know, taking off your shoes to go into clients' home and being very, very, you know, present, um, with what they need and just knowing that they are our bosses. Like every one of our clients I refer to as our boss. So, you know, it was just sort of an honest moment of reflecting on, you know, when you do have new folks, make sure that they're on board with you and like they adhere to our clients and, you know, what works for them. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. I think as a business owner, whenever you're hiring help, it's you have to make sure that whoever you're hiring is someone that you can trust, someone that you can depend on, someone that you know is also going to represent your company well. So that's that's really difficult. But. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you and I spoke a little today before we jumped on the podcast, but you know, it, oftentimes I, I do, you know, you struggle with this is just something that it's it'll always be the case, but for example, I had a vendor window and the vendor was an appliance company delivering a new appliance to a client and I had a two hour window. But for me, I tried to make sure I'm using my client's time efficiently so I'm not sitting there. So it was a, it was kind of a cat and mouse of going to Target to pick up items for her, then going to Mike's camera to print photos for her, then going to Whole Foods, all while waiting on this vendor to give me that 30 minute window that they're on the way. And it just kind of, you know, it's just something that I try to really keep a good time on. But it was something that I was thinking of today before I spoke to you of, you know, just how to manage some vendors, whether we're waiting for Comcast or furniture delivery or whatever that may be. These are one of the things that we want to take off our client's plate. So they're not waiting and sitting at home when they can be out with their families or at work, you know, so it was just, you know, you never know what happens if a vendor's late because of their first meeting or, you know, if the plumber is tied up on a job, you know, so just kind of brought me back today to be patient and just know that this will all work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And and also as business owners, we we never truly know what it is we're doing. We always are learning and we're always growing and evolving as we evolve and grow with our businesses. And so, um, yes, that's such a great reminder. Which and that's kind of a good segue to into today's topic. It's a really you're so you specialize in giving your clients their time back. But I'm curious to know how you as a business owner, what, what are some things that you do that help you balance your personal and work life so that you have your own time back as well? Sure, sure. You know, and I have, um, I, I, I do this every, every Sunday night. It's just a ritual that I have. It sort of calms me for the week is I have my you know, my phone and we have our computers with our, my Outlook calendar, but then I also have a pa- old school paper calendar that really keeps me, um, you know, I can write notes in there, but I look at my clients and what vendor meetings I may have or, or meeting with someone like you that's just, you know, a, a fabulous and what your line of work is. And I wanted to get to know you better. Um, you know, so it's kind of going through the meetings of the week, but then I plug in my, a yoga class, or if I know I need a manicure, I plug those in it, but I block out those times. And I try to be honest and true to myself and adhere by them. But, you know, if, if a client need does come up, I am one, you know, as a business owner, you know, we do jump to our clients and, and I do love that, but I try to on the paper calendar kind of scratch things out and move things around if I can. And it just helps me to say, you know what? Well, I couldn't go to the 830 yoga this morning, but I'm going to go at 530 tonight. So I just kind of know that I'm going to go, but I have to be flexible. And I think going in with the mindset of having this flexibility that things are going to arise or people are late or a new client comes up or whatever the case may be to just know that you can be flexible and that it'll all sort of work itself out, you know, but on the same note, if I do want to have 
some, you know, if my family was in town a couple weeks ago, I did take some days off and I was very honest to clients and I give them adequate amount of time to know that I personally won't be there, but if someone on my team can help out that, that, that they are available, but my phone will be off. So I kind of, you know, recharge and come back and a little bit re refresh for them as well. Mm hmm. Yeah. And when you take that time off, you can then also create a better experience for your clients. Because if you're just operating on being so burnt out, then your clients are going to notice that, Absolutely. Um, which actually kind of leads into my next question for you about managing client expectations. Obviously, I think part of balancing work and personal life has a lot to do with managing those expectations. So do you mind talking a little bit about what that means and how you set expectations? with your clients? Yes, absolutely. You know, and I can give the example because we work with our brides together, but you know, we probably average about 25 weddings a year and I have a great team to fulfill these so the, on the event side of our, our company. But you know, for example, I just met with a new bride yesterday and we went through her event planning checklist and I do have some homework to give her, whether it be, you know, a couple florist recommendations. I wanted to send her over the marriage license and she needed a couple hair and makeup recommendations. And I wanted to gather those for her and give them the websites. But I also want to call the vendors that I work with and ask them if they're available and if this is in their, you know, if my client's budget. So I told my client yesterday, you know, I will have everything back to you within three business days. And she said that was great. You know, I didn't want to say to her, I'll have this to you tonight. I don't want to be, you know, it could be something where my florist, you know, is on a project and can't get back to me for a day or two. So I always kind of have a couple day wiggle room knowing that I want to do my due diligence for the client and then let them know it's going to be a couple days, but you're going to have all your information there and then we'll work even better together than me offering you an expectation that is false. And on the level of the personal assistant clients, you know, it's, it's a very, um, you know, it's a, it's a job where I have to be there or be, you know, running an errand or being with them, you know, if we're organizing or if we're moving them or, you know, whatnot. And, you know, we'll be the first to say, you know, we can work this out. We can fit this in. And I am kind of a pleaser person. I guess that's why I'm in the business I'm in. But, um, you know, I always do say if it's a question that they ask me and they say, you know, can you do this tomorrow? And I just absolutely can't. I just say, no, I can't. But then I respond with, these are four other times that I can. Do any of these work for you? And, you know, and hopefully we can come to something. But I, I think it's great if business owners are upfront and they're honest and say, this isn't going to work out right now, but I really hope that we can make this work then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think our our clients appreciate when we're very upfront with them about what we have going on, even if it's something that's going on in our personal life. I think adding that touch helps them know too, like we're human beings and, you know, while we care about you and your, you know, experience as a client, we have to take care of ourselves first in order to provide a better experience for you in the long run. So, I love that. Um, what So for, I think, especially when we're first starting out in business, it's really difficult to set expectations with clients or even know what those are. Um, so what tips do you have for business owners when it comes to setting expectations with their clients? Sure. Um, you know, honestly, when we get a new client or I think when anyone, you know, meets with a new client or even if it's after, you know, they're giving a bid or proposal, 
I always, you know, I just am honest and I ask them, you know, ask as many questions as you can to say, you know, when is, you know, when do you expect to have this project completed or when do you want to meet with me or when, you know, when is best for you? I always make sure it's about the client. As I mentioned, I feel as though they are my boss. <laughs> so a lot of different bosses, <laughs> but you know, I feel like communication is just key and just, and I always ask a question, you know, what is the best way for us to communicate? Do you prefer text, email, or calls? You know, do you prefer email follow-ups after every time we meet? So they are going to know once we start moving forward, that they're getting, for example, if they do want an email, just so it's in writing of what was done for them that week, that they'll know. And then we're on task. And when we meet again, it's all outlined. It's written down and there's no questions asked of what is done, what's not done on their to-do list. So I would definitely say whatever business they're in, and I know you're wonderful about this, you know, just communicating and just being open and honest. And, you know, if sometimes you if you're nervous and don't want to ask these questions, I think it always is better so that you're on the same page. So the client's not expecting you, you know, where, you know, where is this proposal or, you know, did you get this done yet? You know, just so they know. And I'm a big fan of just checking, you know, giving people updates. They want to know what's going on. You know, just even the client I left this morning that we were discussing, I just said, the microwave was installed. I put the target items away. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you Thursday. You know, so she just knew it was done. I didn't want her to just expect that it was done. So I just think being really communicative always helps a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, that That's so good, being very communicative. Honestly, I answering questions before a client even has a chance to ask them is really good. You know, you, you addressed the fact with your client this morning, you told her this is the microwaves installed, the target items are put away. So she didn't even have a chance to ask, Hey, is this done? Absolutely. Um, And then, you know, even stemming off of that, you know, while I, I was there, just for sense of timing and making sure we're giving the most value to our clientele is just doing a quick walkthrough of her home. And it was like, okay, I see she's low on milk. I see she needs wipes because her grandkids are coming. Like just making, being intuitive with any of your clients. And I know you do this really well and just giving, you know, an update to your, your photography clients. But, you know, to her, it was, you know, I'm, I have a note for when I meet her on Thursday, just to check in that morning and say, hey, you know, I have to go to Whole Foods anyways. You might, you I noticed you were low on these. They will more than likely be excited that you're you're looking out for them and intuitive on them. And I also took a peek at a calendar that we share to see that it was her, her wedding anniversaries coming up to say, you know, can I make you a dinner reservation? And would you like any gifts bought? We're happy to do that. So I think being a step ahead of, you know, whether it be the bride that needs her timeline updated or anything like that, just kind of have it done before they have to ask and they will just, you know, hopefully think wonders of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and that also goes to the idea of under promising and over delivering. If we can under promise every single time we work with a client, but then over deliver, then that makes a better experience for them. And then oh, they're more likely to shout about you in the future rather than, over promising and under delivering, you know, I think. Oh, 100%. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then, and then, you know, kind of going back onto our topic for today, which is um, balancing personal life and work life. When we set expectations with our clients beforehand, you know, let's say we give them three days for, for your bride that you were working on three days to get back all of the vendor information that she needs. Well, then if you can get it back in two days, then you're, you're over delivering in that. Absolutely. Sense. Absolutely. And I, I think that's, it's a great point. And, you know, you always say, you know, I maybe give a little day for wiggle room. If, if you don't, if something comes up or if, you know, you want to go bowling with your family or, you know, you're like, Oh, I do have a minute for myself, you know, because like you said earlier, you do have to have that personal time as well so that you're refreshed and you're, you're ready to go back into your, your client mode and be like, Oh, here's this, but it, it might be, you know, a day early, which is always amazing. For sure. Yeah. Setting those timelines helps you, gives you also the time that you need in order to refresh. So, um, which kind of leads into my next question. What are some actions that our listeners can take away today to help them balance their own personal life and business? You know, I definitely think I'm just a big fan of being organized, you know, and well, I organize myself, I start off by the week and then I compartmentalize it down into the actual day. But, you know, it's like I said before, if I start my Monday off with knowing exactly what I have going on in a really, a great schedule, but leaving some pockets open for those wiggle room, you know, new clients or, you know, if you want to go for a walk because it's gorgeous out or, you know, whatever, you know, works for you. Um, but also, you know, marking off on your, you know, I'm marking my outlook calendar. Green is sort of my, my social color, my personal color in there. If I have a green block off, you know, I'm really going to try to adhere to it. So, um, you know, being organized within your calendar, but also, you know, on that Sunday or Monday morning, when you have just some time alone, just kind of plan the week out. And I put all of my files out that I'm going to be working with that week. I put any sort of, you know, errands that I'm going to be doing that week. And if I have a couple clients that maybe I have to go to Nordstrom for, I'm going to do those at the same time. So really being organized with what's on your plate, I think it's always, is always really helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if you have everything written down, you're not, you, one, you're not going to be surprised when something comes up, but two, you're also going to be able to know whether or not you can or cannot take on more work, um, you know, which will, which will then help set you up for success in the future. If you, if you know what you already have down and if you're organized about that, you know, well, I've, I've already met my capacity for this week. So there's nothing else that can go on, honestly. Right, right. And even, you know, down to, you know, organizing your, your meal planning for that week, I try to really do that as well. And if, you know, if I'm shopping, you know, on a Sunday night or Monday morning, just for the week to sort of get a little head start on it, you know, so you're not running into, you know, a market when you should be, you know, following up with clients or something like that. So I think a much preparation that you can do as possible is great. I mean, life is life. Your car could break down or things come up, but at least you have a grasp on, you know what? I did keep a pocket of free time, if you will, here. And um, that's how I'm going to utilize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has there ever been a moment while running your business where you've struggled balancing working for personal life? Oh, yes. Yes. You know, honestly, more towards, you know, when I started the business nine years ago here in Denver, it was more than because I was taking on 
any new client, any new leads group, any new charity, and anyone who wanted to meet with me or, you know, vice versa, me, me wanting to meet with a realtor or, or, or someone like that or a divorce attorney, any one of my resources. So I really had a problem um, saying no. And I never did. <laughs> so I, I think I've learned in the, you know, growing older as well, just um, how valuable that time to just have a little downtime, go see a movie, but also to your point, it makes you, once you're going back into client mode, you're more refreshed, you're ready to go in there and you're not burnt out. So you're, un and you're excited again. I mean, let's be honest, my job is really fun. I get to meet with amazing people. We work a lot of fun events and then, you know, running around and shopping for people isn't all that bad. <laughs> so we do have a good time, but I, I definitely, um, I didn't give myself any free time. I never blocked any out. And my business coach would say, you have to block out time or you're not going to have any for yourself. And it definitely showed, um, you know, and now that I'm, I'm feeling much more balanced. And I think also being a new business owner, you know, consider someone that you can bring on your team that can help with some ancillary projects such as social media or doing some bookkeeping or, um, you know, I always follow up with a handwritten thank you note to vendors and clients, you know, those things I can offset onto someone that would, you know, free up my time to go meet with new folks so that I'm constantly meeting people and networking, but also staying in my business. But maybe I am sneaking in a yoga class. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And actually talk to me a little bit about the benefits of bringing people onto your team. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think it's great because now I can have, you know, you know, sort of an assistant role. I, I want them to work with me and grow with me and just have as much fun as I do. But I, you know, it could be, you know, we do a lot of, um, say we're a new venue opens in Boulder. I mean, I want to go there, but that's something, you know, someone on my team can do. They can check it out. They can meet with the event coordinator. They can take photos and they can give me the facts. Then they can go ahead and do a little write up on our social media about it just so I'm in tune. And so someone on my team knows, you know, about this new venue so we can host events there or I can send personal assistant clients there for their birthday dinner, you know? So I really want to stay in tune, but for me to do every single new venue or restaurant that's opening, it's just too time consuming. So it's definitely some things that you can take off your plate that your client doesn't necessarily expect you to do. This is sort of a bonus that I feel the value add for our clients, if I do know what shops are in Denver, if I, you know, I do know these new restaurants or I do know that Cirque du Soleil is coming, you know, I want to know, but that's something someone on my team can, I can offset that on them. So I'm really working with the client more and, you know, even, um, looking up, um, or doing some research, you know, on our weddings and seeing what vendors are available, you know, my wedding coordinator can, you know, call them and say, are you available? Does this work? You know? So I think offsetting things that if you know, you don't exactly have to do start giving those tasks out. That makes sense that they're also a training, but B freeing you up with time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the idea of, you know, hiring help or outsourcing is really big struggle for a lot of small businesses because the idea of hiring help is like, well, you know, but I'm, then I'm I'm not going to be making as much money or whatever, but it actually frees up your time so that you can be a more productive business owner. Exactly. You can take on more clients. You can 
have a better personal and work-life balance. How, for you, how would you say that this has helped grow your business specifically? Well, sure. You know, and I definitely want to just to add to that a little bit, you know, and hire people that do what they do best. You know, I have a bookkeeper and a accountant because that's what they do best. <laughs> you know, I, we trademarked as you wish, but I have attorneys like they do their job best. You know, I want to make sure I'm not sort of pulling myself in every direction, but because I'm, I'm not, best at those items, you know? And I think it's a lot for a small business owner to say, okay, let me hand that off to you or a social media manager. They can handle all of that for us. So just, you know, realizing once that's freed up and once you get used to it, it's going to be amazing. Um, so like I've said, I've hired a lot of folks that I, I trust. I outsource them and it just works better so that I can focus on the business and growing the business and being of value to our clients instead of being home doing payroll and not even interacting with clients. So you really have to, you know, even just write down, what am I great at? What do I love to do? And what is this business? What, what am I giving to my clients? You know, they don't, they don't need to know the behind the scenes, but they need to know how it all comes, you know, comes together. And then I have a great attitude when I meet with them because those things are done. They're taken care of and by trusted people. Mm -hmm. Well, and by handing those things off to trusted people, you're allowing someone to work on something in your business who can do, who can do a better job than you could. And, you know, that's a really tough idea to grasp as small business owners. We often get the idea that no one else can do as good of a job or, or better than we can. But when we're trusting that work to someone who uh, specializes in that, then, you know, our business is going to be in a much better spot because those people are actually looking out for the well-being of it because they know exactly what they're doing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited that you came on today. I think this is such a powerful topic and it's so important for small businesses to grasp. What's something that you're currently working on that you're very excited about? Oh, well, we just, um, we got a really exciting new client, um, who is, um, an athlete here in Colorado. Um, we can't say the name quite yet, but, um, you'll see, I'm sure on our social media, um, we've worked with this, um, individual in the past for social events and some domestic household items, but now, um, we are helping him on all of his charity work and we're so excited to, be a part of um, this, this new um, kind of a char charity event that we're going to be doing in June. So that re is really exciting to us. And we have um, some fun um, events coming up as well. A, a client's um, 50th birthday party that we're, um, we're having her choppered in with her husband and they're going to make their grand entrance by the helicopter and then on the red carpet and we're going to do a big James Bond party for her. Oh so I think that's going to be really exciting and you know just on the personal assistant level you know it's a new year so you regroup and I've hired some really great folks so we are you know we have a couple new clients that came in this week that just you know kind of organizing their lives and moving them and taking care of what they need. It's just always a really great rewarding and feeling that we've helped them out and that they're still, they're enjoying their family or they're, they're at work where they are thriving and making money. And we can take some of those things off their to-do list and they're just, 
in the, you know, it just makes us happy inside that we're helping folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of exciting things to come in 2019. That's so exciting. I cannot wait to keep up with what you have going on in June. And I'm sure too, like the fact that you're organizing, help or helping to organize a fundraiser too, makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger and better than Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We love to give back. So it's just so much fun. So we're really thrilled to get this new client. So we're excited to get started on it. Mm, that's awesome. Well, where can everybody find you and follow you and keep in touch with what you're doing? Sure. You know, our website is asyouwishcolorado.com and we're very present on our social media, which is Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Those can all be found on our, our website. And, um, email is always great. It's Allison at asyouwishcolorado.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Allison. This is a great conversation today and I really appreciate you coming on and I know that our listeners are going to learn a lot from you. So I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Morgan. And I look forward to listening to all your podcasts. You're wonderful at what you do and we really appreciate this opportunity to speak to you today. Thanks so much for listening. For more information or to learn a little bit more about me and my brand, you can follow me on Instagram at Lady Ilg. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G. Or visit LadyIlgPhotography.com. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer for you on a future episode, simply email me at Morgan at LadyIlgPhotography.com with your question, and I'd love to answer it for you. Your questions are encouraged and welcome. I look forward to showing up on another episode soon.